0: With the spiritual awakening, when you refer to the ego, it is about your fears and your worries and your anxiety, you know. And when you, it's like there's no say definition of it except that after a while, your inner, your what you want is your inner purpose, your consciousness to align with your outer purpose, which is what's going on in your life. Part of the spiritual awakening is about the involvement of humans as well. Human evolution and spiritual awakening actually are hand in hand. So How does that connect, Maura? It does because, you know, the Maslow's Hierarchy of Leeds, I don't know. Do you remember that from... I do, yeah. We did that in school. I can't remember if we did it in school or if I did it when I was in college nursing. But... In the beginning, if we go back to our basics where we were cavemen and things like that, you know, it was just about survival. You were hoping some animal wasn't going to attack you. You had to have a fire to keep warm. It was about shelter. You had to have meat or something else to eat. So we were, you know, that's we've evolved from that. Whereas if you go higher up on that Maslow score, you know, if you go to the peak, it's about spiritual awakening. So we've risen up. You know, we're not so much about survival anymore. About you know having shelter or having food to eat because we have all that. We have it in abundance. We're throwing out way too much food. Yeah. But, you know what? What the new age brings in now, and that pyramid is as you go up, it brings more. It's about awareness and it's about universal love and spirituality. You know that you can go beyond where you're where you're at now, where our ancestors were at in the past. You know, yeah. we go beyond where they were. So like in the past, and it's still present for a lot of people, you know, that they're, you know, they love their family. They love their kids. They love their sisters and brothers, their mom and dad, grandparents and cousins and things like that. And then after that, then it's tribal. It's, you know, you know, it's your who you know, people in your community. You know, people in your country, you know, and pride and, you know, and proudness of where you're from, whether it's in the USA, whether it's Ireland, England or wherever. But you see, nowadays, what we want is that we go beyond that, that we have universal love so that you can connect to other people. Um, You don't see, you know, whether they're black, white, yellow or pink you know, we don't see them if they're tall, short, fat, or thin, you know, that you actually just see the person, the soul of the person, and yeah. that matters. You know, you go beyond judgment, you go beyond, you know, just having that same, you know, cultural conditioning and all of that. So we're trying to transcend our culturing conditioning, which a, would be very much, you know, the in the past it's still there you know that mothers and women had very much the role of bringing up the children of the nurturing and keeping the home Um, and nowadays they're trying to keep work going and maybe in the past they had I know my grandmother like we were you know she they were brought up on a farm she had to work you know like she was helping out on the farm and they were doing inside work as well so women you know, they had a pretty tough life in the past. Um, yeah. and they still do because there are nowadays they're bringing up kids and they have a lot of pressures and stresses with their work, but not also with their kids because there's a much higher expectations of life now for the kids, um, you know, that they're going to college, that they have everything. So the expectations are much greater now. Um, and I do think women tend to take on that load a little bit too much. You know, they tend to um we'll say they you know in our bodies we'll say men and women we have like a male energy and a female energy a male energy typically is our energy is the right hand side it's about the yang energy stephanie it's about the doing you know Mm. um it's about daylight so it's all about the chi and the movement and the yang yeah doing know, so male energy and they're very good at that then the the yin energy it's the left side it's the female energy it's about the nurturing and it's about receptivity mm. so what i find is that when women are quite young they have a lot of that in abundance they have their energies are very balanced they're mm. good at receiving they've got the yang energy but as they go on in life i find that you know the receptivity or their nurturing can deplete quite a bit they're balancing and they're juggling too much you know you, you're going into um, you just you know you've got a lot of balls in the air and you're trying to keep it all going so a lot of that takes a lot of energy and they start going into the yang energy more to actually do it to push through it whether they're tired or not and they don't allow themselves to receive enough Yeah, early here in the past definitely in Ireland and it's probably true in the States as well you know, that's that was your expected. You know, you're like, what would you be, you know, if you said anything, they'd be thinking, what is she, you know, why is she going on about that? That's the same for everybody. Mm. But now, you know, people are starting to wake up to that, that they want more, you know, life. And, you know, when they're younger now, they're, there's, there's there's a lot more like stress and pressure with work. And there's a lot of pressure about how you look now, and there's pressure with social media, so there's different kind of stresses out there now.
1: And is 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 it the idea is to have the the yin and yang balanced, whether you're male or female, yeah. or is it natural to have more of of one?
0: I think women tend to have more of one, and men tend to have more of the other. But it has, depending on your energy, it has. It does have to be balanced for both men and women. Yeah, because men tend to be taught to be strong, you know, like you know, don't cry, toughen up, you know, this old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Where an actual fact is, you know, if you do cry, it's a release of emotions. You know, so I think this idea of men being this tough, male macho image, and the women just being kind of more the caregivers. We're, you know, the, I think there's going to be less of that in the future, and I think there's going to be more balance brought forward. Yeah. I think, you know, when they talk about New Earth, people think, oh, yeah, there's something going to just, you know, like something's going to land here from somewhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But what the New Earth is about is about spiritual, you know, it's about st- spiritual awakening, and it's about, you know, human evolution. It's actually about the two things. So it's not that earth is suddenly going to you know take off and a new new earth is going to arrive here it's just it's about spiritual awakening with people themselves they're going to change and that in turn will change the energy on earth itself
1: yeah and what what happens then when the energy is so unbalanced like the yin yang is so unbalanced say for a woman
0: i think there's just too much doing yeah. And not enough for rest, not enough for receptivity. You know, there's just that, that you know, because if you are doing too much doing and you're given too much, especially with nurturing, especially if you have a nurturing career, if you're, you know, counselling and nursing and doing, you know, a lot of them kind of caregivers, social workers, them kind of jobs. Or you're more inclined to be giving more to your parent as a daughter. So your nurturing energy is more likely to go out. And a certain amount of that is it's in balance. It's perfectly fine. But if you do too much of it, that's when things become out of balance. You know, um, and as like with regard to the spiritual awakening itself, I mean, spiritual awakening is it's really about a, it's a shift in, in your consciousness, you know. Yeah. And it's about your thinking and your thought processes. Um, It's about, you know, that after a while, we'll say that, you, you know, if you have fear-based thoughts or you're thinking too much, that, that you do know that that's more, that your ego is taking over. Yeah. So inside yourself, there's actually a consciousness there already. You know, you could, you know, inside in yourself, you could call it your divine spark, your consciousness, or whatever you want to call it. So that's where your true intelligence comes from. And with life, we're always trying to get ahead of ourselves. We're either thinking about what happened in the past, what happened in the future, and even what's in flux at the moment. So you're trying to get ahead of yourself too much. And with spiritual awakening, it's about bringing more awareness. And you, after a while, you start to realize that, you know, that's my ego now that's taken over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain, um, can you explain in kind of layman's terms then the separation of the ego and the consciousness? Because I think that's a great insight into that shift, that spiritual awakening shift. And I think when I, you know, when you say to people as well, you know, people who don't really realize how much their ego is taken over, they don't, they say, oh, ego, what, you know, what are you talking about my ego for? And they don't realize the separation between the two. Um, you know, because they'd never have thought about it.
0: Yeah, no, and sometimes when you when you mention the word ego, people think, oh, they think I'm, you know, of myself, yeah, of yourself, and all of that, and, and and it doesn't mean that at all. Um, yeah, with, with this, with spiritual awakening, when you refer to the ego, it is about your fears and your worries and your anxiety, you know. And when you, it's like there's no say definition of it except that after a while your inner your what you want is your inner purpose your consciousness to align with your outer purpose which is what's going on in your life mm-hmm. and when you start worrying about things incessantly and your th- your head is too busy in your thought forms that's where your ego comes about and that's where like the human body like in your solar plexus which is the tummy area you have your that's where your mental and emotional body reside mm-hmm. and, that starts to accelerate on when you're stressed, you know, and like the stress goes back to, you know, the the caveman times, you know, about the release of the cortisol and all that. And that starts generating that. And the mind starts overthinking, you know. Yeah. Everybody does that and it's going to happen. But after a while, what you realize is that that's your ego, that's your fears and your worries, and that that's not you. Yeah your ego and you could actually separate the two
1: yeah and and your personality is tied up in your ego as well right
0: yeah and I mean I do think people predict you know if it's in a family as well there can be a genetic link to it and it does depend on their childhood and their own confidence in themselves or how much they were supported through their life you know it depends on on that because I think what people don't realize is, you know, wh- when you come here, we'll say, like most people, you know, um, they choose to come to Earth. To you know, you're, why why do you even choose to come here? Well, you 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 know, you you actually the number one reason is to spiritually awaken.
1: Is that what do you mean now um, by that, Mora? That people choose to come to Earth?
0: Yeah. So it, it, this is just from a higher consciousness. Yeah. They like, you're just, you, you yourself are spirit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when you finish this life, Stephanie, your spirit will transcend out of your body and it'll go up to spirit or it'll go wherever.
1: Yeah. Your body
0: stays behind. It's just the vessel. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you might decide, um, we all have, let's say, um, I know this is going quite deep now, but. Yeah. We all have a higher council, right? And they're like your tutors, your mentors, the teachers, okay? And you might decide, I want to, you know, because you're always trying to evolve yourself, Yeah. you know, as a spirit. You might decide, I want to come back to earth because there's certain lessons I need to learn. You know, you might decide. um, So for you, say, for instance, Stephanie, it could be cultural conditioning, you know, that you, you know, when you went to the States, you could see the differences in the culture and you had to experience that lesson. So that's probably tied up in one of your contracts.
1: Yeah. Jesus. I never thought of it like that.
0: Yeah. And you wouldn't, because you don't know this at a conscious level. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lessons like that. And you might have to say you were, you came into a body and you had a, a very, say your, you know, your mother or father died or you got a divorce and they left. It could have been in your contract. This is not always the case, but yeah, you know, often it is that the co- part of your contract is to be abandoned and to learn to reconnect with yourself to you know reconnect yourself to back to going back to being whole again. Yeah. So these are lessons you've agreed to do, you know, with full support from your higher council before you come here. Yeah, yeah, because you the more you lessons you learn, even though it's challenging. You know the the more spiritual growth you have, and you're always trying to grow, you know, so you were um and as I said, you know when your inner self or your inner purpose, your spirit is happy inside and it's peaceful, then the the outside purpose becomes happier as well, so a lot of people try and know they want to get their happiness through their outer purpose which is outside of themselves you know their Mm lives so they might decide you know um they want a certain type of job they want to have a certain type of lifestyle they want to have a certain type of car you know they they want to socialize in a certain type of group Mm -hmm. you know and and this may not be at a conscious level but this is how it evolves you know Mm -hmm. into that um, and then there comes a period of time and they have all this and then they suddenly realise, but I'm still not happy inside.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we all know many of those people as well.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a nice house or any of those. Yeah. Nice but if it's tied up thinking that these things will make you happy, um, th- then after a while you'll realise that, no, they don't. It's yeah. nice to have a nice car but it's not tied up with your happiness. Your happiness, your true happiness will always come from your inner purpose, your spirit inside, that it's content and it's peaceful, you know, and you're not going into your ego and fears or worried about the future or a meeting or different things. And I mean, that's, that's. and you might say, well, what is my role then? Let's say when people come to me, you know, we'll say I would, for my advice to people is to spiritually awaken you can start off very easy by reading books blogs I mean I would have started this I would have gone to yoga I started a yoga practice and in the beginning it was actually for I had an ilio sacral joint issue mm-hmm. and I went to the yoga and in the beginning I just thought this is just for my ilio sacral joint this is about 20 years ago
1: Yeah. When people probably, you know, weren't doing as much yoga as they are now.
0: No. And I went to the uh, Satyanda was the name of the yoga. And we went in and you lie down. And the first thing we did was the breath. Yeah. Started deep breathing, which I had never done before. Yeah. Breathing in from the tummy and breathing out. So you could actually do it properly. And then it's about stretching. And after a while, then we started bringing different practices. You know, like where you could actually do small meditations at the end of it. And even if your mind was busy, like my mind would often be busy because I used to go to the class in the evening. My mind would come in busy after my day. Yeah. But by the time I left, my mind was still. And it wasn't like this big exercise class where, you know, you got to like thinking, oh, I'm not going there tonight. I'm too busy. You know, it was never so fast paced that you decided you wouldn't go. And, you know, the class itself, the teacher, she really held space there, you know, and she'd only talk when she needed to. Mm-hmm. And you just got into the practice by listening to what she said. And then you were doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were the type of person, we'll say, that has like patterns and you have an issue with patterns, um, and you mightn't realize it, that we'll say, say you have like a fraught relationship with your sister or a brother or somebody like that in your life. um, And that, you know, that you, you can't actually see see your way around about how spiritual awakening will actually affect that. But it does because you, after a while you start realizing when you, when you actually gain awareness, you can, you can start to see there's something going on there that's triggering this kind of conflict between us. Yeah. And that it depends on what it is. It, it, it's often, um, like with siblings, I find it's often uh, karmic. Really? So, yes. Most parents and most of your siblings and your close relationships, like be it an aunt or an uncle, it's all karmic. I mean, all my sisters and brothers, my parents, and even some uncles and aunts, I've had a life of them before. Yeah. Or the months. So, depending on what that, you know, like sometimes, you know, they, they're brought into your life, this karma to resolve between you. And a lot of the time, as life goes on, even if there's conflict, when you are even in a marriage, this karma are in a relationship like if there's a partnership there and you're living together if you go through times where things mightn't be as rosy or there's a little bit of conflict often if you stay the course and work on it after a while your karma will be resolved now for some people they mightn't be able to have the awareness of that so that's when you need outside support you know if somebody comes to you um and they you know they tell me they have a pattern they don't even realize it's a pattern, but they find that a lot of their relationships are unsatisfactory, yeah, you know, be it for whatever reason you know or they're not being treated with respect you know I can often see when I'm talking to them there's a pattern there um and sometimes that can be karmic, which means that you have to resolve that between you or sometimes it can be past life, yeah. Um, so this is going into it a little bit deeper as well now you you yourself won't recognize that as past life but I would mm-hmm. find so there's some that's where the healing comes in where I can heal any past life issues that's affecting you in this life because these, these past life they bring up stuff in this lifetime not them all but sometimes and you don't even realize it I can see clearly see the pattern, you know. You go back into their childhood, what happened there, what brought this on, you know. And as often, there's a lifetime or two in there as well that's yeah. brought pattern, so that they keep attracting partners that are disrespectful. Maybe they're alcoholics or whatever.
1: And there's there's a pattern there that it syncs up with. Is that something that when somebody comes to you for help that you you look to analyze those kind of things or explore those those different things in order to get a sense of what's really going on for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They might come with something like that where they have a, there's a pattern of unsupportive relationships. You know, or and they are keep attracting in the same type of guy or the same type of woman. You know, there's a pattern there and there can be, you know, they keep attracting in guys, you know, that are unfaithful or they attracting guys that are alcoholics or they attracting guys that are unsupportive. So there's a pattern there. So when and they're talking, you know, I can tune into that this is a pattern within them. And it can go back to their childhood. It can, you know, go back to when they're in this lifetime. But it often can go back into other lifetimes as well. And what they manifest in is like a block in their energy field. Yeah, so I wouldn't know that until I'd actually be in the healing, and I can sense and sense that block. It could be around their heart chakra, can be around their sacral chakra, the heart chakra, be over that. So to be the block itself would be in the energy field, but it's not visible to the naked eye. I can sense the block in the field. So it's like every lifetime they come in, they start attracting them type of relationships, and that starts adding to the block. So it's nearly like kind of a mass, but it's not like a tumor. It's in the energy field squished in. Yeah. And that starts affecting them. And they don't even realize why, but it affects their life. And, you know, you can do a healing on that to basically dissipate that whole block. And that opens up a whole new world for people.
1: Yeah, how long does something like that take, or is it just a case-by-case basis?
0: Yeah, it, like the it's a case-by-case basis. It depends, I mean, it depends on, let's say, if somebody, it depends on what they come for. I mean, a lot of the time, some somebody, they come for that sort of situation. Mm. People come and say that they have a void in their life, they don't know what it is, you know. Um it can be around the unhappiness and they don't actually know what's really causing it, but they're searching. They're searching for what to do there, you know. Um so that's really where I would come in with that because it you you need support. It, uh, if you are on a, you know, the spiritually awaken, it's a journey. You know, it's something that everybody does, even if they're not aware of it and they're not actively doing it they're actually, they have, they're brought in, they're in a certain family, they're in a certain country, they're in certain relationships, they will still learn lessons and evolve anyway, even if they're not even conscious of it.
1: So even, yeah, that was, I was going to ask you that was, you know, even somebody who um, isn't very spiritually aware or is kind of more, who feels like they're just living life Straight through the ego, and they don't ever come away from that part of themselves. You know how how does life kind of unfold for them, really in the long term? Because there's there's definitely people that you know I've come across, and you kind of say like they're so caught up in you know the keeping up with the Joneses and all the things that you mentioned there about just feeding into the ego, and you know. living in the present or living in the past or the future and getting caught up and all that stuff and never really having that break where you kind of say god there's some, there must be something more you know or or you know i do have voids in my life i can't fill
0: yeah and what they often do is just keep themselves really busy they yeah fill their their even when they actually get a lull there to actually work on themselves they make themselves so busy that they don't have time to think or work yeah. on because yeah. There's resistance in them. I, I mean, I've had clients where there's resistance. They do not want to do the work. Yeah. And you, you can You can try to help people and support people, but they have to want to do the work themselves. There's resistance. So what happens? Yeah. Some of them people will will, you know, what happens is, you know, they still, you know, they can basically they will just potter on as they are and life. What what happens is sometimes the spirit actually brings in a situation for them that'll actually make them learn the lesson. Yeah, you know? yes. Yeah. So what can happen is you can be just going along in life, and all of a sudden the rug is pulled out from under you. Now this is not for every scenario. So your marriage just suddenly goes, or one of your parents suddenly dies. So the that's rogue is pulled out from under you. So it's usually in the past within with them kind of situations and the kind of people that you're talking about, they, they, they often grow through challenges. Yeah. You know, um, and they don't realize it, but they have to go through grief or they have to grow through that themselves. But if you have an easier way of doing it, and if you have support, it's much easier to do it that way. And sometimes what happens as well with people, especially maybe with the older generation as well, is that who just don't want to do the work or the resistance is that they don't fully complete all their contractual obligations, so that when they go back to spirit after they die, that, that that's still on their to do list, so to speak. Do you know, so yeah. they're back again because they didn't resolve it. Yeah, you know, so you're kicking the can down the road.
1: <laughs> is that where the saying is? That where the saying co- comes from? What goes around comes around.
0: Like uh, the, the goes around comes around is karma. Kick it, yeah, that's your karmic life if it doesn't and, get you now it'll get you in the future <laughs> yes i've kicked the can down the road stephanie is like yeah i don't want to deal with it now resistance kick the can down the road you'll have to deal with it at some stage mm-hmm. so if you don't want to deal with it in this lifetime it'll it'll come back again in another lifetime and uh, i mean uh, you know Challenges coming up in life and that searching—it's—it's it's brought me to where I am today, you know, and I'm. This is like I mean I would have in my background I was nursing and you know you it was all preparing me for what I'm doing now. I've realised that now. Yeah. But at the time, I was just in the now. I was just nursing and that, but I did find after a while you know, my awareness started to shift inside of me without my even knowing it, you know. It's like I'd see somebody, I remember being in the hospital and I was working on a night shift and I had just brought a patient up to the ward and I'd seen um, what we'd call a ward sister. She was a charge nurse coming in, somebody that I would have really admired as a student and she would have been maybe now 60 at this stage and i just seen her coming in and she was just there coming upstairs You know, and she's just there. I could tell she was really tired coming in for the morning shift. You know, she's just tired and burnt out from her job, you know, from giving so much in that. And I just thought, you know, do I really want to end up like this? You know, it's, you know, that's awareness, you know, that's awareness. And, you know, I, I just felt when I was in nursing, my awareness started thinking, it's just, you know, I started noticing it's like the it's busyness. It was getting more task orientated. I started finding myself drawn to more of the spiritual practices, or I might go and have some reflexology done, or I might go for acupuncture. And I just found that I was starting to, my, attract, my energy started going in a different direction towards that. And I felt I was being propelled out of nursing. It, it's like that since, um, you know, I don't know if you had it when you were when you were thinking about going to the States. Did you feel you are being propelled over there rather than kind of forcing yourself to go there?
1: Oh, I just. Yeah, I felt like things. It was just the right thing to do. That's how I can describe it. And yes. staying here like, you know, for as long as I have feels like. It it feels right more than it doesn't feel wrong. It feels right, yeah, and natural.
0: You know, yeah. yeah. So I think part of your life purpose was to see like a different. You know, you'd live in a different country and to experience the cultural. You know, the difference between the two, and you're away from your base as well. You're, you know, what I mean, your parents and that. So you have to learn lessons how to rely on yourself. <laughs> yes, you know. Yeah, you're, you're. And I don't mean just cooking.
1: Sorry, Maura. Jesus. Sorry. You
0: know, I don't mean just cooking and trying to look after yourself or getting an apartment. I mean, there's like, um you know, you really do have to become independent and so you, you know, that that self awareness and self You know that you know that like I have to sort this. There's no one else here to sort it. It's like a friend of mine that lives over there said, uh, you know, she rang her mother like she found a mouse or something in her apartment. And she's there like her mother, what do you want us to do? We can't fly over to, to New York to, to, you know, to get that mouse out of there. You know, you're going to have to handle this yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you, once you were out there, you had no option but to handle the shift and the change that was in flux out there
1: yeah and that's and and that's it you have to be your own best friend or you know you have to be your own kind of support system beyond you know cooking and cleaning as you said it's yeah you know there's
0: yeah if you if you if I was to say to you Stephanie I mean what lessons have you learned since you went there not you know we will say the basics you know but what what lessons what what have you noticed with the cultural differences what have you noticed when you had to go within, especially during the pandemic. You know where you're in an apartment. What you know? What brought you through it? Just I, God, that's a,
1: a tough question. Um, I would say just knowing that there's, you know. There's there's more. Like it's just this is just a, an experience that I have to I'm have to go through and. You know, there's um, there's more to, on the other side of it, kind of thing.
0: That you'd get through it. Yeah. That I'm you knew you'd get through
1: it. Um, no, <laughs> but I, you know, there's uh, somebody years ago said to me about a hard time they were going through, and I was a kid, and they said you just have to ride the wave. And I think when you kind of surrender, and you ride the wave, the waves that come at at you and you surrender and you don't resist them mm-hmm. I think there's that's how my kind of coping mechanism with things like that um you know and you kind of just have to say well whatever the day brings you know it it, it brings and you you have to just you have to just put one foot in front of the other and keep going yeah
0: yeah you know? And so that wh- what it did was brought up you acceptance for the situation you were in mm-hmm. you know Brought up more awareness and to surrender to it rather than trying to um, go into fear. You surrendered, which made it easier to go through. I didn't yeah. mean it was wasn't challenging. I mean, I think the pandemic was challenging for everybody. But I think um, it was, you know, it was quite challenging if you were in a, in a different state or in a different city. You know, that you had to surrender to it and just take one day by day. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, what I, I, what I felt myself was at times during the pandemic was, you know, that I, I felt myself that there was it was on the news and it still is every night here, you, you know, talking about the numbers, talking about, you know, it starts bringing up all the fears. So what I consciously did was when the pandemic hit was I was like, you know, in the beginning, I just thought this is a break for me. The weather was really good. I stopped watching the news. Yeah, stop listening to all the fear. You know, if if the if I was in the car and the radio came on, and the news came on, I just zapped it straight away. I yeah. didn't want to go get into that all that fear. And then I found that I was much. You know, I didn't know what the numbers were. I wasn't listening to any of that. I was just, you know, getting on with my day to day life and and you know not getting sucked into that bubble of fear and you know because what it can do is it fear can kind of consume mass consciousness you know it's nearly like the whole consciousness of, of a country can go into fear mm. um, and i think people indefinitely you know, the media or whether they realize it or not like it's um they thrive on fear and what's sensationalism and all that whereas there was so much good work I mean here the postman um, you know they were stopping into the elderly here asking them are they okay I mean neighbours were doing grocery shopping or family for people I mean there was a lot of um, goodwill you know and support as well I mean that was highlighted as well probably not as much but I mean it did actually bring about a lot of resilience in people Mm. You know, which I think was, you know, that was, there was, um, I mean, I personally did a lot of, um, I found Zoom, (laughs) so I did, (laughs) and that I started to um, connect with people more on Zoom. And once I got used to Zoom, I found the virtual consultations went really well. So I think people and my clients started accepting more, you know, that the technology that you know, okay, this actually works. I can see the person, we can talk to them. We can still communicate. We can still heal through it. Yeah. yeah. You know, but actually, you know, there was, you know, whereas if I had maybe introduced that five years ago, people were thinking, no, I don't want to do that now. And I'd rather see you in person. But in actual fact, what the pandemic brought up was that the Zoom was a very effective way to actually communicate, to do a session. And you didn't have to leave your house. You know, you weren't actually running to a meeting or an appointment. It was—it was very easy to do. You can just do it in your sitting room or your office.
1: Yeah, and you adapt to, you know, to the changes.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, there was there were. You know, it, it did bring up a lot of fear and anxiety, but it, it did actually bring about uh, more technological change. Mm. And, as long as it's not excessive, Stephanie, as long as you're not constantly looking, checking your phone, checking your emails all the time, even when you're off from work. Um, One thing I do notice is that um, if you're, you know, on technology a lot, you know, especially the computer or if you're watching your phone a lot all the time, um, it's very ungrounding. Yeah. It, does stop. it does definitely prevent you from keeping you in the now because you get kind of sucked into it um, and the next thing you're trying to change the channel maybe on television and you think oh I'll watch something else and then then I'll go to bed and the next thing an hour later you're still flicking from channel to channel so mm. you know, it just sucks you in um, and it is a little bit on grounding and that's my only thing about the technology is that you kind of you need to keep Your awareness needs to be around the amount of time you're actually on it. It's all good, but not to overdo it, or it will unground you.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. You kind of, and then you almost—it's—it's like an addicting cycle as well that you, not only with social media, but you want everything else really quick and fast, and you want the next high or you know, yeah, likes, and you can't. Everything else kind of speeds up then as well.
0: Yeah, and like with let's say when i get back to mentoring just to talk a little bit more about that i have a mentor myself as well Mm -hmm. you know that i actually connect with you know i think it's very important as well that i just think it's the support that you know that you can talk through this with another person um and they can look at it from an objective as well as a higher perspective you know that they're able to connect with you at that level um, because you, when, when I'm finished a session or when my clients leave as well, they're always like they feel supported and they feel, you know, at peace more at peace when they leave. Yeah, you know, so it's a it's a great way just to check in, you know, with yourself on that level. Um, yeah. So it is. I do think what what most people, why people would say that are not spiritually awake, sometimes it's just their. They're not. They can't quantify what is being awake. Yeah, I think the business of life and the fast pace of life in general and our work, it, it's not conducive. You know, it's it's keeping us in our ego mind, and that's again back into fear and worry. So, if you're very busy, it, it's more likely to pull you into that uh, scenario where you're worrying and stressed, and that and that's you're overthinking, and your brain is just busy.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really what it comes down to as well. There's a great sense of, you know, clarity and peacefulness and, you know, the, the anxiety then as well goes away with all of that. Like, once you, once you do surrender, yes. the, your anxiety just decreases naturally, you yeah. know. Yeah. And as I said, like, when I was going through all that stuff in the pandemic here on my own and everything, like, you know, once you let go of you know what what's going to happen what did happen this and that and you just as I said ride the wave you know there's a lot it, it just reduces anxiety almost immediately and that takes a lot of work as well to maintain that state of mind as well it takes a lot of work but um you know that's it's it's a lot where people find a lot of anxiety comes from those just actually just resisting
0: yeah. yeah yeah just resistance of of actually um there's resistance with, with within people they're they're resistant to do the work because the work itself can be challenging but it's also the most rewarding work you'll ever do because that's why you're actually here you're here to learn the lessons so when you learn the lessons and you, you start to gain awareness after a while, you can, you can see, you kind of separate, you can say, well, I know now that's the ego, you know, and then there's actually certain steps you can take, you know, to actually resolve that. I mean, I do a lovely meditation and visualization where I bring it, where I teach people how to rebalance themselves. And it's literally like a 10 or 15 minute mm. um process. And I, I actually work. I do it with them several times, so they can do it themselves, and then they're able to do it at home. So if they've had, where, like maybe a very stressful week or a very stressful day, and they're, they're all over the shop, they're ungrounded, um, they're you know, or they've had a fraught like a row with their boss or whatever it may be, or something's happened with their boyfriend or girlfriend. Or whatever and they're all out you know they're 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 out of sync and they're not themselves and they know it you you know that if you if you have this done you can just i can go you know you know i can go there i can go inside yeah you can't control what's going on outside there can be pandemics can be yeah different things going on in the world you know like we'll say you know what's going on at the moment where you have the issue with Russia, the Ukraine, and that's on the news. And you think, what's going to happen with that? I mean, there's always things going on with different countries and the world. And within your own life, simple things that happen, let's say, you know, maybe at a wedding, something happened, or a funeral, or at work, or, with, you know, within relationships with somebody. But if you know you're not yourself and you're out of balance, Rather than opening up the bottle of wine and drinking it or the, you know, and start like I need that drink to kind of relax and unwind, you can just go in and do this very simple visualization for 10 or 15 minutes and it'll reset you.